Welcome to the Ivy Church podcast. For more podcasts and information about Ivy Church, go to ivychurch.org. Hi everyone, it's really good to see you. If you don't know me, my name is Tim and I'm part of the staff team here at Ivy Church. Now my wife Rebecca and I have been married for two years and I wonder if you could guess the moment that I would say is the most excited that I have ever seen her. Well, it wasn't when I proposed, it wasn't when we got married, it wasn't even when we found out we were gonna have a baby. The most excited I have ever seen Becky was on the day that we visited Hobbiton on our holiday in New Zealand. If you don't know it, it's the life-size set they built for filming the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit movies. Now the whole time she was like, Tim, 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 Tim. I'm serious, it wasn't even until after we got married that Becky properly even saw the films, but now she loves them more than I do. But it's not just us, as keen as we are, Hobbiton gets 600,000 visitors a year. Some people go to New Zealand just to go there. You might be wondering, why are you going on about Hobbiton? Well, I think there is something about stories like Lord of the Rings that connects with us. We love characters like Frodo, living in the day-to-day routine of life in Hobbiton. And then suddenly, out of the blue, Gandalf comes knocking and Frodo discovers that he wasn't made for the comforts of normal life, but that he was made for greater things. When I was growing up, I longed for something like that to happen to me. I wonder if you did too. Did you ever long that someone would come into your life and tell you that you were made for greater things and go on an adventure? Well, in all these stories, there is someone like that. People who have experience that help the hero understand who they are, accept their limitations and fulfill their potential. In fact, it turns out that the hero couldn't achieve the things they did without that person. Behind every hero is a hero maker. Let me give you some examples. Neo had Morpheus, Harry Potter had Dumbledore, Bilbo and Frodo, they had Gandalf, Luke Skywalker had Obi-Wan Kenobi, Katniss Everdeen had Haymitch, Peter Parker had Tony Stark. The good news today is this, you are made for greater things. If you have never heard that, God wants to say that to you today. You are made for greater things. The million dollar question is this, How do you begin to discover what that is? We're in a series at Ivy called The Summer of Miracles, and we're looking at the story of two men in the Old Testament, Elijah and Elisha. Today is the story of when they first meet. It's when Elisha discovers that he was made for greater things. And we're gonna look at this in two parts today. Firstly, Elijah is going to show us how we can help other people discover the greater things that they're made for. And then secondly, Elisha is going to help us discover, for those at the start of the journey, the greater things that God has got for us. So wherever you are on your journey of faith, I'm confident that there's something for you today. So make some notes and then maybe you can meet up with someone and chat about it later this week. So like I said, We are in the Old Testament, in the book of 1 Kings, chapter 19. Elijah is a prophet, and after a powerful face-off with hundreds of false prophets, Elijah has run for his life because now Queen Jezebel wants him dead. He's had enough, and he wants to end it all. But God is not finished with him yet. There's more for him to do. Then a voice said to him, What are you doing here, Elijah? He replied, I've been very zealous for the Lord God Almighty. The Israelites have rejected your covenant, broken down your altars, 
and put your prophets to death with the sword. I'm the only one left, and now they're trying to kill me too. The Lord said to him, go back the way you came and go to the desert of Damascus. When you get there, anoint Hazael king over Aram. Also anoint Jehu son of Nifshi king over Israel. And anoint Elisha son of Shaphat from Abel Meloha to succeed you as prophet. So Elijah went from there and found Elisha son of Shaphat. He was ploughing with twelve yoke of oxen and he himself was driving the twelve pair. Elijah went up to him and threw his cloak around him. Okay, so let's start with Elijah and see what it says about how God wants to use us to help others discover what they're made for. The first thing is this, begin with prayer. Elijah is having a big picture conversation with God. They're talking about the future of the nations and what's going on in the world. God is not phased by the events unfolding in Judah. And even though from Elijah's perspective, it's all going horribly wrong. God has a plan. This is so key. The call that God has got on every person's life, yours included, is all part of the bigger plan that he's working through history, whatever is happening right now. And right now, God is wanting to call people and raise them up. And he wants us to get involved with it. So the first thing is, when we're thinking about how we can help others discover what God has made them for, is begin with prayer. I'm speaking to the Elijahs watching this. Maybe you have a little experience of following Jesus. Maybe you have a lot of experience of following Jesus. Maybe you're a grow group leader or a leader in another capacity. Maybe you're a parent or an older person. What would it look like for you to begin to pray, to ask God, who is one person that you would have me invest in and help develop? The reason it's so important to pray is that God's perspective is different to ours. God sees potential and he calls unlikely people. Only God knows the potential that he has put in somebody. Begin with prayer. So the second thing for the Elijahs, Elishas, don't worry, we're going to come to you in a moment, is this. Throw your cloak. The Lord tells Elijah, I want you to go and invest in Elisha because he is going to succeed you as the prophet. What is Elijah doing at that time? Well, he's ploughing. Maybe we think he's not doing anything religious. Well, anything that we can do can be done for the glory of God. And that's what God is looking for. There are no holy jobs, just holy people. But when Elijah goes and throws his cloak over Elisha, it's a sign saying, you might be a farmer now, but God has made you to be a prophet. You are made for greater things. That moment changed the whole course of Elisha's life. At Ivy Church here, we talk about the four most powerful letters in the alphabet, I-C-N-U, because it sounds like I see in you someone who could. Let me show you how this works. Mel has recently become a grow group leader here at Ivy Church Academy. Mel, I see in you someone who not only will be a great grow group leader, but someone who will develop and become a leader of leaders. It's as simple as that. A person's potential might be really obvious to you, but it's normally not that obvious to them. 
When Elijah threw his cloak over Elisha, he was saying, you might spend your days looking at cow's bottoms now, but I see in you a person who's going to succeed me as a prophet to the nation of Israel. I'm here in Manchester because when I was in London working in sales, a few weeks into following Jesus, Anthony said to me, I see in you someone who could help lead and plant churches. What do you want to do with the rest of your life? I'll give you another example. A friend of mine is helping churches around the UK reach out to students and run small groups. She said to me that the first time she ever saw herself as a leader was when I asked her to help out with an alpha course I was running. It changed everything for her. And so I wonder, can you think of someone that has had that kind of conversation with you? What difference did that make in your life? And think about all the latent God potential there is in the people around you. How might God want to use you to draw that out? Who could you have an ICNU conversation with this week? Maybe it's someone at work that you want to encourage, or maybe it's a friend. Maybe you're a grow group leader and you see that someone in your group has the potential to run their own group one day. Tell them. Maybe you're a parent and it's having that conversation with one or more of your children. Maybe they're older now. Maybe they have their own kids. It's never too late. Who could you have an ICNU conversation with this week? Maybe you're a parent and it's having that conversation with one or more of your children. Maybe they're older now. Maybe they have their own kids. It's never too late. Who could you have an ICNU conversation with this week? Throw your cloak. Okay, so begin with prayer, throw your cloak, and then pass it on. The question that you might be asking now is, what do I do next? After I've prayed and had an ICNU conversation, what do I do now? So simple, pass it on. Pass on everything that you have learned about anything that can help a person grow as a follower of Jesus and as a leader. Elijah had learned what it meant to trust, obey, and rely on God. He learned the power of persistent prayer. He learned not to be intimidated by people who opposed him or opposed God. In following Elijah and spending time with him, Elisha learned how to do all of those things and more and discovered the greater things that God had called him to. Elijah passed it on. Paul, writing to Timothy in the New Testament, the man that Paul was hero-making, said this in 2 Timothy 2.2, the things you have heard me say in the presence of many witnesses entrust to reliable people who will also be qualified to teach others. Paul is saying, this is the way it works. Whatever you have learned, pass it on to others who will pass it on. I wonder, what's something that God has given you or taught you that you are meant to pass on? I'd like to deal with the elephant in the room right now. Many of you watching this don't see yourselves as an Elijah or a leader because you haven't raised people from the dead. But that's really not the point. What matters is that you have learned something about what it means to follow Jesus and to live well. That is so precious. Pass it on. You might wonder practically, what does this look like? Well, have a nice new conversation and say, hey, let's go for a coffee and let's chat. When you meet up, ask them questions about their life. Soon enough, you'll find things that you can share to help. A simple tool my mentor passed on to me it's a pattern of four questions, which I now use all the time without really thinking about it. The first question is, how is your relationship with God? You could ask, what is God speaking to you about? Or how are you doing at sharing Jesus with the people around you? Secondly, how are your relationships with people, family, friends, and colleagues? Thirdly, how is work going? Paid, unpaid, ministry, leadership roles, any kind of thing. And finally, 
what questions do you have for me? It's really very simple. Who could you start doing that with on a regular basis? Begin with prayer, throw your cloak, pass it on. Being honest, one of the biggest obstacles when it comes to investing in others, for me, is that I can be very focused on me, how I'm doing, how I develop, how I grow, what God is calling me to. And I wonder if Elijah had the same struggle. In his conversation with God, he said, I have been very zealous, I'm the only one left. And God says in response, anoint Elisha to succeed you. I wonder if he's gently saying, it's not about you. It's really all about how we can help others to go further and see greater things happen, more than we ever saw, all for the glory of God. In the end, Elisha goes on to do twice as many miracles as Elijah. Wouldn't you love to do that for someone else? When we watch films like Lord of the Rings, we can think that it's all about being the hero, about being Frodo. But what if the greater thing is to become like Gandalf, to become a hero maker? What if the greater things that God has for you is about what he wants to do through others? Maybe you're watching this and thinking, well, my best years are behind me. I really want to encourage you. The greatest legacy that you will leave are not the things you achieve, but the people that you raise up. Don't write yourself off. Even if someone hasn't done that for you, do it for someone else. A book that I highly recommend and I've been using with leaders for the last couple of years is this one. It's called Hero Maker by Dave Ferguson. And it's full of practical tools for developing others like the IC New Conversation that we see here at Ivy. Get yourself a copy. So my question to you is this. If you've been a follower of Jesus for a little while or a long while, or maybe you're a leader in some way, who can you invest in? Begin with prayer, throw your cloak, pass it on. Okay, so now let's take a look at Elisha. Let's get back in the story. Elijah has just rocked up. He throws his cloak around him and then he makes the leave. Can you imagine that happening to you? Elijah is a nationally renowned prophet. He's pretty famous. Think Archbishop of Canterbury or someone like that. Imagine someone coming into your lecture theatre or coming across to your desk at work or turning up at the front door of your home and saying, Oi, you, come with me. What would you do? What did Elisha do? Let's find out. Elisha then left his oxen and ran after Elijah. Let me kiss my father and mother goodbye, he said, and then I'll come with you. Go back, Elijah replied. What have I done to you? So Elisha left him and went back. He took his yoke of oxen and slaughtered them. He burned the plowing equipment to cook the meat and gave it to the people, and they ate. Then he set out to follow Elijah and became his servant. Wow, that is a strong reaction. He doesn't just quit his job, he destroys his life work too. What is going on there? When Elijah comes knocking, Elisha was a man who was outstanding in his field. Every day, the same thing. Farming, 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 cows, plows and done. Ever feel like that? Same thing, different day. I don't know if his dad's farm was on the list of great places to work for Gen Zs. I don't know how excited he would have been about the future, but he had a pretty good thing going on. 12 yoke of oxen, that's a farm that's doing well. He would inherit it one day and pass it on to his kids. But then God comes knocking. And just like that, he leaves it all. He says goodbye to mum and dad, burns the plows, kills the oxen and goes. So I want to talk to the Elishas now. Maybe you're new to faith or you're a young person or a young leader. 
how do you begin to discover the greater things that God has got for you? The first thing is this, very simple. Believe the call. Believe the call. When Elijah called Elisha to follow him, he does three things. He makes a break with his parental expectations. He leaves the guarantee of income now and in the future. He leaves what is safe and familiar and what everyone else his own age is doing. And he's not ashamed to follow Elijah. He leaves everything to follow a wanted man into an uncertain future. Now, I'm sure his parents were thrilled about it. But seriously, what would possess someone to do something like that? I think it's so simple. He just believed it was God. Maybe you wonder, is the work that I'm doing what God wants me to do? In John 6, 26, Jesus said, the work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. The most important question is who's the boss? Is God involved in your decisions about what you do with your life? Or is it really about something else like money or some other ambitions? Would you be willing to step into something new if God said to you, I'm doing a new thing. So when someone says to you, this is what I see in you, weigh it and test it to make sure it's not completely mad. But once you've done that, then believe and say, okay, what do I do next? Now, I would love to say that I nail this, but I don't. When Anthony first asked me if I would leave my job in London and come to be a part of what God is doing here at Ivy, I was mad keen. But then I changed my mind again and again and again and again, and it wasn't until nine months later, Anthony said, look, if you don't, you'll regret it for the rest of your life. It was a hard sell, but he was right. I got to the point where I knew that either I'm going to believe this is a call from God and act on it, or I'm not. Whether God calls you to leave your work or not, he has work for you to do, whoever and wherever you are. It might simply be deciding that you're not going to be ashamed to be known as a follower of Jesus. It might mean making decisions that in the short term look really foolish to your parents or the people around you. It might mean a change in your priorities that affects your current and future earning potential. Or it might mean stepping out of what is familiar and comfortable and going on to do greater things than you think you can do. But you do it because you believe that it is God who is calling you and so you choose the greater thing. What will you do? So the second thing, is that you grow as you go. Knowing what you are made for doesn't just happen overnight, it's a journey. Over a period of months or years, you develop a growing sense of what God is calling you to. As you get input from others and try a few things out, God gives us the courage to step more and more into what he's calling us to do. The time that Elisha spent traveling with Elijah was a time of learning from him and preparing. Learning how to hear God, learning how to live by faith, learning how to pray, learning courage and obedience. The best encouragement that I can give you is to find someone that you see something in, maybe someone who's doing something that you're passionate about or a more experienced follower of Jesus or a leader you admire. Learn everything that you can from them. Don't wait around for it to happen. Have a pray and think about it and then say, hey, I'd love to learn from you. Let's go for a coffee. Now, you don't want to follow any person, Elijah, his name means my God is Yahweh. Yahweh is one of the names of God. You want to follow someone and learn from someone who you know knows God. So the third thing for the Elishas is this, serve. Elijah knew that Elisha was going to become a prophet 
Elisha knew that he was going to become a prophet. But when he followed Elijah, he didn't say, I'm going to become a prophet now. Not yet. In verse 21, it says that he set out to follow Elijah and became his servant. To the Elishas listening, to the future leaders watching this right now, the leadership development plan is to serve until you realise that is the task. The first stage of the journey is not so much about what God does through you, but what God does in you. It's a period of preparation. It's a period where God teaches us that none of this is about us anyway. We learn to serve God by serving people. One of the biggest challenges, I think, to young people with big dreams is to take the time to prepare for what God has made you for by being willing to serve and learn from those who have more experience. I think every generation thinks they know better than the one that came before. That is nothing new. You might not agree with all the values and decisions that older generations have made, but then neither will the generations that come after you. Serving might not seem like much to begin with, but God sees how we handle the small things before he will trust us with the much, much greater things. After eight years or so of following, learning and serving Elijah, Elisha was ready. The day Elijah was taken into heaven, he asked Elisha what he could do for him. Elisha asked for a double portion of his spirit. From humble beginnings, God had prepared him. And Elisha then goes on to do twice as many miracles as Elijah. How do you discover the greater things God has for you? Believe the call, grow as you go, and serve. Let me bring this into land now. It was in a moment of national crisis that Elijah went into his cave on Mount Horeb and God said to him, there is more for you. I wonder if in times like we find ourselves in today, it's so easy to put life on hold, but I believe God is calling us to invest in others because he is calling people into greater things. There are seeds of dreams placed in people's lives. At this time, it's like God has given us a watering can to encourage and activate faith today. So step out, have a go, you'll never regret it. It might just end up being that when you do step out and have those kinds of conversations with people, it becomes the most significant day of that person's life because they discover the greater things that God has made them for. Do you want to be a part of that? And I wonder, what difference could it make if we all started doing that? And for the Elishas watching, what would it look like for you to believe the call of God on your life, to step out in faith, what would it look like to learn and serve, to prepare for the greater things that God has got for you? You are made for greater things. Elisha's name means God is salvation. This story points us forward to another who would call people to follow him. Jesus came to call fishermen, tax collectors, prostitutes, religious people, non-religious people, and he said to them, I see in you the person that God has made you to be. Will you follow me? People let Jesus turn their whole worlds upside down in order to be a part of what he was doing. Jesus didn't just call people to be a part of it though. He made it all possible. He was the one that came not to be served, but to serve. He offered up his life for us so that through the cross and through faith in him, we could have a relationship with God. In Jesus, we find forgiveness for everything we've ever done wrong and receive the gift of a new life through the power of God's Spirit alive in us. This is the greatest miracle. And that's what salvation means. And for every person, this is where it all begins. Have you received that gift? 
the night before Jesus went to the cross to die for you and for me and be raised again, he said this to his disciples and he says it to us today. Whoever believes in me will do the works that I have been doing and they will do even greater things than these. Jesus is our true hero and he is our true hero maker. And he's knocking on the door of your life today. This is the moment that you've been longing for all your life. He is calling you to follow him. He's calling you to be a part of what he is doing in the world. He's calling you to turn away from living for yourself and live for him. He's calling you to leave what, what is familiar and comfortable, to live a life that matters and makes a difference for eternity. You are made for greater things. What will you do? Thanks for listening. For more podcasts, go to ivychurch.org slash media.